morning, Black Earth. Two things that happened. We know that this man was sent back. You, there's three different ways that you can receive your destiny. And one of them is that you are anointed and appointed by Orumila and sent back to Earth to fulfill something. Good morning, Black Herb America. How are you this morning? Uh, today, my guest will be a sister from Jamaica, and we'll be discussing child obesity. And, um, Ms. Jamaica, are you on air? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. That's you, Ms. Jamaica? Yes, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Fine, thank you. I'm glad that um uh uh that you were able to come on the show at uh late notice. I want to tell the audience that you were scheduled to come on the later in the month, but uh uh since we had an opening um I felt that this is a topic of importance with child obesity. So Tell the audience a little bit about yourself, Ms. Jamaica, and why. Is Ms. Jamaica your real name? Uh, my name is Janice White, and that is just the pageant title that I hold. I am Miss Jamaica, ele- elegant Miss Jamaica Ubuntu. Elegant. International. Yeah. Okay, what kind of responsibility comes with that type of title? Uh, well, basically, with most people who do pageantry, your goal is to be a role model in your community. So I do a lot of community service, and my platform is Childhood Obesity Awareness and Prevention because my niece, growing up, she was always a heavier child, and now she's an adult, and she's still obese with a lot of health problems, and most people don't realize that when children grow up like that, they grow up to be adults like that because they don't know any other way of living. They don't know how to eat. They don't know how to be active. So I educate children and adults about living a healthy and active lifestyle because it's not just enough for you to eat healthy because you can still eat healthy and still overeat, but you also need to move. That's like the biggest thing that people don't understand you need to be active. Ms. Jamaica, let me ask you something. Um, how serious is childhood obesity, especially in black America? It's really high in urban areas because it's unfortunately like um, a lot of people in urban areas, they live off of government assistance. So mm-hmm. being well, not just us, like everybody, really. But um, particularly in the urban areas, it's more of a convenience thing. So it's something that's passed down. So when it's cheaper for me to buy junk food than it is vegetables, of course you want to always feed your children the best food possible, but it's not always possible. It's not always within your means. But 
I show people ways that it is. So you can get frozen veggies instead of fresh veggies because they're just as cheap as French fries. But a lot of these things people don't know, so they go for the convenience foods. You just got to pop it in the microwave and there you go because a lot of people, even if they're two-parent homes, both parents have to work just to make ends meet. So the kids pretty much spend for themselves at home, so they just make it easy for them. So they go for convenience meals when there's other options out there, but a lot of people just aren't aware of them. Now, let me, you know what, uh, let me ask you something. You said a couple of things that strike out. It said microwave foods and conveniences. So when I hear the word convenience, the first thing that comes to my mind is fast food restaurants. Now, I know uh, in the latter 20 to 30 years, fast food restaurants have became a part of a lifestyle. And you said also that both parents working is key to the childhood obesity. Um, why? Uh, is it because that uh, there's no one home to supervise the children and make sure they eat on time, eat a proper meal, eat their vegetables, their starch, and whatever, meat, whatever? It's- Exactly, exactly. So instead of mom being at home to prepare a proper meal and not just on the weekends, but actually throughout the week, now you're just going off of microwave foods that's high in sodium, high in calories, and not nutrient-dense at all. Or they leave it up to the kids, and, of course, you're not going to want to sit there, even if it is a meal prepared at home properly for you to eat. You gonna eat that meal or you gonna go to McDonalds? You got five dollars in your pocket and you can have just the same amount of food. A lot of people opt for the fast food because of the additives that they add in the food. They they make the food addicting. So um well I scrolled down average black community, ur- black urban community and that's why I focus on on these shows. Uh, let's say Brooklyn, Newark, uh, Boston, uh, 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 Philadelphia. When when I stroll down these different black urban communities, the first thing I see is a lot of Chinese restaurants. I remember when I first, uh, 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 several years ago, I lived in the suburbs, and I went to a Chinese restaurant out in the suburbs, it is much different in the You breaking up? I can't hear you. Oh, oh, I was explaining when I, you can hear me now? Yes, I can. I was explaining that when I moved to the suburbs several when I was living in the suburbs several several years ago, uh, I, I brought a Chinese restaurant. Uh, turn your volume down. Oh, turn your volume up. Turn your volume up. That might be a little problem. Hello. I I can hear you. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I was explaining about the differences of the re- uh, restaurant and, and um. The rest, I'll explain the difference between the restaurant and the black urban areas that in the suburbia areas. Why are 
the same people got two different types of restaurants in two different communities. No, that's easy because in the suburban communities, they don't eat the junk that we eat. They're used to eating uh, fresh vegetables, and they have more money. They have a better means to get better food uh, versus in our areas is fried foods, not too many healthy items, and then if it is a healthy item, it's not made in a healthy way. Are you saying that certain restaurants in our communities do not prepare the foods in a positive and what's going to benefit our bodies and our minds? Absolutely. So why you think is why you think people will have these type of restaurants? And we allow them to open up these businesses in our communities. Why do you think they are their treatment towards us is different with the treatment towards other communities? Because other communities tell them what they want, and they're not allowed in if they don't give them what they want. Here, we complain about everything but do absolutely nothing. So they pretty much just give us whatever, so we, like, get the scraps. We get the raw end of the stick, and a lot of us don't stick together to make any change come about, no matter how much you try or even go to these companies. Like, a lot of these people don't even eat at these restaurants that they're opening up and working at. Or if they do, um, for example, you were saying the Chinese restaurants, they don't eat what they serve us. Wow, you're right. They eat different foods. Well, you know, well, I used to patronize Chinese restaurant years ago. Yeah, I could see them eat different type of foods in the back than what they're serving us. Um, exactly. So, yeah. So, like, Miss um, White, uh, would you rather be called Miss White or Miss Jamaica? Which one do you like? It, it, it doesn't matter. You sure? I mean, you earned I'm that sure. title. Huh? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <Okay. laughs> Could you tell the audience, but we're going to come back to that. Just hold that line, that, that thought process, because we're going to come back to that about uh, 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 changing our way of thinking to solve issues. Uh, but uh, let's get back to obesity. Uh, define obesity. Oh, and having a BMI over... 25. So even if you're considered overweight, so 30 and up is obese, and from 30, anything over 30 is being obese. And that's another term that's kind of iffy because we are not shaped like the average. You ain't lying about that. You can say that again. (laughs) We're not shaped like them. So um, right. What they consider obese, I try and re-educate people to go off of waist measurements. So, like, if uh-huh. you have, if you're a female and your waist is over 30 inches, that is something to get intact because we are curvier people naturally. Yes. So, um, you curvy. can't really... You can't really go off of the standard of what they consider healthy because if 
it, going off of their standard, they're pretty much saying that most of us, like pretty much 90% of our community is obese. But um, we have different muscle density, um, different body shapes, just everything just totally different than what they base the standard off of. So that's, again, where the healthy and active lifestyle come into play because just because you don't look like them doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you because I know several people that are technically obese, but they work out, they eat right for the most part because they would technically be a little smaller, but it's, they're, they're healthy. They have a healthy lifestyle, healthy lifestyle habits, and they don't have the heart disease, the cancers, and all of that. So, I mean, that plays a huge role in it. It's more than just a number on a scale. Okay, let me ask you something. How important it is, well, 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 let me ask you another question. Who, where, who, and where do the medical profession get these standards from? I'm going to ask. That's a stupid question. I already know, but I'm just going to see if I'm, my thinking is the right way. Um, it's pretty much based off of their own people. So everything. You say they? Who are you talking about? <laughs> A white America. Oh, white America. Okay, it's all right to say that on my show. (laughs) You know, it's all right to say that on my show. We're very open on my show. Matter of fact, this is your show, and you're the guest. And and if you really want to take this somewhere else, there's quite a lot of questions somewhere else to really focus on childhood obesity. You can. Um, you know, uh, it, 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 it seemed like uh, 36% of African-American children from age 2 to 19 years of age are overweight or obese. Who determines that? And you just said, if we got to go by their charts, 90% of the African-American community in the United States are overweight and obese. And now, the numbers come from the CDC. The Center for Disease Control, child obesity is under the Center for Disease Control. So they feel that child obesity is very serious, that that they need to be under the Center for Disease Control. Because when you speak of Center for Disease Control, I thought you were talking about um, uh, the the influenza, uh, STDs, uh, 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 yep. diseases that can kill you. Yep, so, obesity can kill you. And um, think about the things that they do not provide in schools anymore. Like they don't really have physical education classes anymore. Like what happened to the mandatory recess? What, Like things that we had to do when I was in school, they don't do anymore. And, and how about in the homes? Yeah, how about in the homes with children? Where they said they said that TVs and video games are raising our children. They are another thing for convenience. Um, the parents working um, two parent homes, if or single parent homes with them working, that's the way to 
babysit the kids, keep them out the way. That's why, like, family activities are important. Like, you have to get out there with your children because they grow up being adults in that same cycle, not knowing any better, not knowing what they're doing, not realizing that when we were growing up, when we came home from school after doing homework, we played outside until dinner time. We were I don't see that. We I don't active. see that in the urban areas. Exactly. I don't see that in the urban areas. Huh? It's, uh, it's internet, TV, video games. Um, I have two little boys. Um, they play video games and everything, but I also do something that I call get up, get out, and move, where in the community uh-huh. we get the people out there and we do our activities outside. We're moving our bodies. I ex- express to them the importance of them being active. You can't just sit around being dormant like that. That's not okay. And then another wow, so- thing why... Another reason why uh, parents are okay with their children being indoors playing video games is because they want to see their kids the next day. Like, it's really crazy out here in this world. So you got the good side of it and the bad side of it, but in the end, the child is the one suffering because they – they go from being like, oh, okay, it's just baby fat. They gonna grow out of it to being adults, and that baby fat didn't go anywhere. And they don't know how to eat. They don't know how to exercise. They don't know anything. They're stuck so, spending for themselves. So, from no. the standpoint of healthiness and lifestyle, are you saying that? Black families that live in urban areas have a lifestyle and health that's that's high risk. Yes. So, so those are one of the things we could do about is getting people to exercise. Okay, you just said that they're you know families that have two parents or one parent they are working where they are going to find the time to interact with the children. So they can move or exercise, walk, what have you, play, enjoy the outdoors. See, that's another that's another thing. Um, so some of them some of them do have to work seven days a week, but the days that you don't work, those are the days that you take advantage of, and that is something for the child to look forward to, even if it is only twice a week, and then they can also get their child involved in a sport or sign them up to the Y. It's a better place for them to be at while they're at work. The Y has an after-school program that will come pick the kids up. Yeah, it costs more money than just having your kids sit at home by themselves, but it's beneficial to them in the long run. But we also need more programs for the Mm -hmm. kids to partake in for those parents that are stuck always working. It's now, just from like a, a lot of things. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm just saying it's a it's a lot of things that factor into this. Like it's a way bigger issue than what people think. It's not just because of the parents in the house. Yeah, the parents set the foundation for it, but the parents also need help from the community. So, like, it's really a community issue. 
So uh, earlier, you said that uh, uh, we face a lot of challenges. Uh, and some of the courses that you were stating, like two parents working, assess to healthy foods, assess uh, uh, to uh, 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 supermarkets that sell healthier foods, and eating healthier foods, affording healthier foods, and all that. You know what that sounds like to me? Economics. It is. It so was done by design. You say child obesity, huh? It was done by design. Are you saying that the reason why our children are, are unhealthy is by design? You say it's on purpose. By design means on purpose. Are you sure you yes, want to say it, that? It's by design? Yes, I do, because there is no reason why you should be able to walk into your neighborhood supermarket and see a head of cauliflower going right now for $7.99, but you can get a 64-ounce bag of frozen french fries for $1.99. Which one are you going to go for when you have the bag of french fries? I love french fries, it, too. <laughs> exactly. So that that's not that's not done on purpose? Yeah, that is definitely done on purpose because no matter how much they want to gravitate towards the fresh produce, the price alone will stop them in their tracks when they already working long hours just to pay their bills and let alone get food on top of that. And you go in there and you see prices like seven ninety nine for just a head of cauliflower. And that's just one example. How can we get the stores in our communities to sell us appropriate and healthy food? Uh, healthy foods. The people have to demand the product. So, like, it's a su- supply and demand. That's what they're going through. Like, it's this one particular grocery store. We like to get a lot of organic things, and they didn't have it. The chain normally has it, but in the area where we live at, it's called a, a finest store. And mm-hmm. In the urban side of town, they call the value stores. So they give you as much product as cheaply as possible. So low cost for them, even though you're paying the same amount for the food that are of lesser value that they're paying in the suburbs for higher value food, you're paying the same. So they're just pretty much out of convenience. So, like, they literally were a lower-end store on that particular side of town. They said, we don't sell that stuff over here because they want to buy that stuff over here. So until we start demanding that we want X, Y, and Z in our stores, they're not going to give it to us. That man literally said... We do not sell organic honey over here because they won't buy that over here. So so it has to be with our responsibility to uh, change the attitude uh, uh, about us and how we're supposed to eat. If we start with the individual and the family and spread out, and also, some people have to be educated about this. I don't know how many people know about organic foods. 
not too many because that ain't on the list of the daily priorities, and that's what I do. I re-educate the people, the people who want to know. And um, another thing is community gardens. Community gardens are huge, even though it's not permissible for most areas year-round, but the spring and summer months, they're huge. So that's another thing to get into. And, shoot, you can grow tomatoes in your house. You can grow certain vegetables in your house year-round. That's another thing that we let the people know that a lot of people don't even think of or even realize. Well, I remember I was little. People used to use their backyards to grow tomatoes and and greens and what have you. Do people still do that now? Not very many. Not very many at all. And it's like a lot of things that, like my parents, for instance, that they grew up with the home remedies, the gardening, and all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, if you notice, that's like slowly just disappeared over time. This wasn't always an issue for us especially when we stayed out in the country. It was like once they brought us all into the city, like right. we didn't really we didn't really adapt well. We still don't. Like it's a lot of people who rely on government assistance and then I like to talk to them like what are you gonna do if uh you don't get food stamps anymore? How will you be able to sustain? I mean that's a whole nother topic but it's still relevant. So, how can we, how can we change, because what you're talking about is like changing your lifestyle, changing your eating habits, changing the way you think about your food. Because, like, mm-hmm. I know some family that eat pizza every day. Huh? That's not good? No, that's not good at all unless you're making it in different ways. Now, there is a way to have healthy pizza. You can have a cauliflower crust, and because for the most part, the ingredients of a pizza are okay. The thing that gets people is the crust. Um, a lot of people, or the cheese, a lot of people in the urban community are lactose intolerant and don't even know it, so their body have a weird reaction to dairy, period. But if you don't know that and this is all you know, then what are you going to do? Nothing. You're going to keep eating that way. They need to be re-educated about the way food works. And it's but not how about can we go about re-educating if, if, we look, if, if the media, the video, the music, do not uh, 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 educa- uh, help educate our, our, uh, 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 our minds. We'll go every time you look at that the media is always telling us what to do wrong, uh, music the same way. So uh, videos got a lot of violence. So how can we educate the urban areas about their uh, about their perception towards eating or changing their eating. Because you're talking about a full change, the way we think about food. How can we educate uh, 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 the the common guy? That's why you have people like you and me. 
Yeah, yeah. But it has to be more consistent. We can't talk about like once a month. When you talk about changing folks, about changing uh, uh, people the way they think, it's got to be like taking a hammer and hitting them over the head. It got to be constant, 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 constant. And it's almost, it got to be when when they go home, they're thinking about it. Huh? Yeah, they have they have to want to change. First off, first and foremost, they have to want it. And the way that I get more and more people is they are looking for the change. They're looking for information. They're looking for help. So I will always be there and always be available to them. So I mean, it all it takes is one, and that other one to get another one. And another one, and another one, and another one. It's going to take quite a bit of time, but I'm ex- I'm satisfied with every single person that comes to my meetings, that comes to my outings. And speak of meetings, where do you hold these meetings? I hold them in downtown Louisville at the library, the main library. And we do walking events at 4th Street Live, mm-hmm. the Walking Bridge, Iroquois Park. So if anybody want to contact you, uh, 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 can you get the people your email? If people yeah. want to contact you, because we have people all over the country that listen to this show, not just the people in Kentucky. Yes, I'm I'm fine with that. My uh, email address is J, as in Janice, V, accent Victoria, G, as in Go, A, as in Apple, S, as in Stop, T, as in Tom, O, as in Orange, mm-hmm. N, as in Nancy, 25, at com. Okay. Um Okay, well, Miss White, I thank you for coming on the show. Uh, this is not going to be your last time coming on the show. I'm going to reach out to you again uh, because I think this is a very important issue. Uh, last, The last couple of weeks I've been focusing on children issues. And, in fact, I'm going to dedicate uh, 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 one day out of the week where we just focus on uh, on youth in America because we get so bottled up in time about what's going on around us in our community, uh, politically, economically, socially, that we forget that we have a whole generation that we have to take care of. And thus far, we're not taking care of them. So, exactly. uh, 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 so Ms. White, I thank you for coming on the show. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ms. White. I'm here. I say Happy New Year to you. Okay. So I'm going to be in touch. And again, I thank you. Oh, thank you. No problem. Okay. You have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Um, um, I'd just like to thank Miss White um, or Miss Jamaica, Miss Elegant Jamaica, for uh, for educating us on, on on child obesity. That's another issue in our community. The African community of America is suffering many issues. 
not only low income and moderate income uh, uh, African Americans, but also upper income African Americans. You must ask yourself why. Why would a person or upper income level have any problems? Well, their issues might be just a little different from moderate and low income uh, 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 people. They have to deal with perception. They have to deal with attitude towards them in the corporate world or the athletic world or that income level. They even have to deal with harassment. Not every upscale community have open arms when they see one of our families moving in. Then they got to deal with assimilation. How do I feel about America? How do America feel about me, especially if you're a black man in America? What happened in 2015 was not one of our brightest year for the African in America. We dealt with police brutality. We dealt with police killings. We dealt with police corruption. We dealt with increasing unemployment. Decreasing affordable housing. Also, we dealt with the increase in gang violence and gang killings in every state of the union. This is no longer something that just for a couple of kids on the block is reaching all of our youth. Young youth, we're talking about 11-year-old, 10-year-olds being in the game. In fact, we're talking about teenagers or young adults that have children and say they're the next generation. Also, there have been an increase in arrests among blacks. These numbers are not good. What are we going to do about this, black America? How are we going to deal with these different issues? Now, again, we are in a year of presidential election. Let me ask you this question. Do you think the candidates have our agenda? Do you think the candidates know what are our concerns? And I know we have different voices in the community. I know we had different different belief system, and I know we have different strategies on how to address different issues in America. I don't care if you're a Christian. I don't care if you're a Muslim, a Buddhist, an atheist, a Hebrew. I don't care what you are. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. What you are is a black man and a woman living in America. And we should have one goal. I don't care what our strategies are. We should have one goal. Freedom and justice for the African in America or black America. No no matter what you want to call yourself, this should be our goal. I mean, we have to address these issues, but let's look at this solution, independence. 
What is independence? Independence is that you are able, you have the ability to function economically, psychologically, and emotionally, and socially independently. I think we deserve that. I think that's something we should fight for. Whatever strategy that is available to us. And we should not focus on just one strategy. We should be able to have a book of strategies to address these different issues. I surf the internet a lot. Especially on social media. This is one thing that upsets me. And I said I wasn't going to be verbal about it, but I think we have to deal with this in order to get to the next level. I just said that we are different black folks. We're different. Some are Christians, some are Muslims. Some believe in Ra. Some some, some, some are Hebrew. Um, the different many voices. We're not monolithic people. At what point are we going to bring all these voices together? At what point where we're going to check the egos, check out titles, and sit down with other black folks from different thinking, academia, the corporate world, the business world, uh, uh, the labor world, the food service world. You see, food is important to our existence. The woman just told you that. Where are we going to come together and sit down and discuss what our agenda should be? And it should be inclusive of all voices in black America. Again, I say that it should be inclusive of all voices in black America. And that should be a, that's gonna be a difficult task. But my show is gonna to try to try to uh address that task. My show My show is going to try to do that. My show is going to try to bring all type of black folks together to address to address this issue. That's my focus in 2016. How many different black folks I could bring together in order to address these issues of uh, 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 freedom and justice? On that note, it's been a it's been a wonderful 2015, and I I want to give a shout out to everybody. I want to give a shout out to everybody that um that tune into the show, that download the shows, and um I like to say happy New Year to everybody. Please continue. Uh uh uh. This week is our first week. We're gonna have five shows. Uh, we're going to have uh, a show on Thursday uh, morning. 
We have a show on Saturday night. We have a show on Sunday night. And we have a show on Saturday evening. Uh, so, jot down those uh, uh, ads. Look for our new website also. So with that, as I always sign off, I am because we are, we are because I am. See you.